Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to this FM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. For the biggest sports stories, Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if there wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Happy Friday, Zimbabwe from ZFM Sport. It is a Friday and we build up to the weekend. A weekend that promises so much. It's five after six on the nose and we are proud to bring you this effort, ZFM can Sport. I, can the I just say here. something? That, yeah. that, that Zimbabwe, there were strains of... Uh, Robert. Of Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Zimbabwe. You must think. Zimba. <laughs> yes, sire. Uh, that voice you just heard is of Mike Madoda and the lady laughing laughing in the background. That's Chris Meadzi. Alos Bunjira will be here. And of course, Shunta Firenika is our producer. My name is Barry Manandi. On the home front today, FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza believes his men are ready for the first competitive match of the season against Bulawayo Chiefs in the Castle Challenge Cup, which is, of course, the curtain raiser uh, to the season proper, which starts next Saturday. In international sports news, uh, England rugby coach Steve Borthwick has called on Marcus Smith to give France the runaround tomorrow in their Six Nations clash. In Around the World in 60 we have updates from Ahmedabad, Florida, California and Arizona. In the beautiful game we make a quick stop in the Europa League where Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag says he's delighted by his players show of character following their resounding win over Real Betis. In this weekend's action Man City can strike an early blow against Arsenal in the Premier League title race when they face Crystal Palace tomorrow night and in the Bundesliga, the 100th meeting between Borussia Dortmund and regional rivals Schalke Ophir takes centre stage in the Revier Derby, Germany's biggest game with implications at both ends of the table. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's give you a local sports news roundup, but don't forget this is a two-way street on the show. We want to talk to you too. You send us a message on 0731-168045 or find us on social media at ZFM Sport. If you miss the show or someone you know misses the show, you can always catch it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is your local sports news roundup with some netball news. The 2023 season of the Zimbabwe Premier Netball League takes off. 
tomorrow with four centres set to host opening weekend games. According to the PNL, teams will each play four games this weekend. In boxing news, Zimbabwean boxer Kudakwashi Take Money Chiwandire is scheduled to leave for Mexico on Sunday ahead of her World Council Boxing Super Bantamweight World Title Fight against Yamileth Mercado, who's the holder in Chihuahua next weekend. Chiwandire said she's been camp for the last five months. Finish off with some pool news. Zimbabwe's leading pool players will converge at Villa Spot in Mutare tomorrow and Sunday for the Zimbabwe Pool Association flagship event, the National Champions League, which is making a return to the local calendar. The last edition was held at the beginning of 2020 in Marondera before the COVID-19 pandemic forced the postponement of the last two editions of the competition. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. We are talking football up first. The traditional curtain raiser to the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League is on at Mandava. The champions, AFC Platinum, will take on the cup winners, Mulawayo Chiefs. Join us in that conversation, 0731-168-045. Now, Platinum coach Norman Mapeza believes his men are ready for their first competitive match of the season against Chiefs at Mandava. Kickoff time, 2 p.m. The showdown is the league curtain raiser and it features the defending league champions and winners of the Chibuku Super Cup. Let's get the pre-match thoughts of FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza. So far so good. Our preparation is going really well. You know, more than yet. But, uh, the guys have been putting since we started our, our, our pre-season. It has been hard work. I think in the end of the day. You know, and uh, I'm more than happy. With our preparation so so far so good, I can't complain. We were the one win this this cup, I think for the for the fourth time or so, I think. So it's very important for us as an institution in CFC Platinum. So what is important, I think, is for for for, for the for, 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 for the preparation we have, we have been having for the past for the past uh, two months, you know, and uh, everything we will see what will happen come Saturday. Uh, Norman Mapeza speaking to the media ahead of that clash at Mandava tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the Platinum Winers, uh, Miners, Barry, of course, uh, they are uh, really dominant when it comes to this competition, uh, just as dominant as they have been in the league where they've won uh, four titles now on the spin. They've won the last three Challenge Cups, uh, beating Harare City, Triangle and Highlanders. And they'll go into this one, understandably, as favourites. No, of course. And uh, listen, if you if you compare the the fortunes of Laya Chis uh, versus FC Platinum, uh, I think on paper they are easily installed as uh, runaway favourites uh, in this game. But it's a game of football. Any number of things can happen. However, I think the pro- uh, the preparations of uh, Norman Mapesa's uh, side will point to the fact that I think they're a little bit, uh, they're a cut above what you'll find of Laya Chis. They did their business early, uh, long before they actually had their, their, uh, their camp out in Mulayo. They signed, I think it was three players they dismissed the ones they needed to 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 send out and they've had a pretty stable pre-season so uh, that bodes well for them going into this fixture and uh, if you take a look at uh, some of the players that were brought in uh, they brought in uh, Jarison Selemani uh, who's going to be playing of course in the wide areas a very uh, attacking prospect blessed with a lot of pace uh, and can chip in with the odd goal here and there uh, but there is the returning perfect Shikwende yeah. uh, Chris a player you like I love uh, 
and there. a player that Norman Mbappes likes. Definitely. I think perfect. Um, his leaving at FC Platinum, I think there was a lot that happened there. But I think this return for me marks um, a significant first world milestone for FC Platinum. But also I think for perfect, who's had time to refine his game as well in the different places that he's played. And also he always provided a lot of creativity for FC Platinum. There was a lot of fight that he brought to the team as well. So I really like seeing him in this team. I'm going to really enjoy what he's going to be able to do with Tandong Gwenya as well, Juan Mutuza as well. I think that combination of players with Norman Mapeza under his guidance, I think this is going to make for some really good football for FC Platinum. There was a lot of uh, preparation time that they had, Barry. You mentioned the fact that they did their business early. Yes, brought in the three players that Norman Mapeza felt uh, would improve the side in its development, uh, adding to what was already a stellar cast uh, at uh, uh, FC Platinum. But the one thing that they didn't do is they didn't play a lot of friendly matches in the off-season, somewhat surprisingly. you know, we've seen the other teams play a lot of friendly matches. Uh, Norman Mapesa side uh, played their first friendly matches this past weekend yeah, and against, against Mashinga United. So mm. it wasn't even against, you know, the strongest of opposition. Yeah. And does it reveal to you perhaps that Norman Mapesa felt that his work was on the training ground? Yeah. His work was trying to get the team playing the way that he wants to play. And that for him was more important uh, than runouts versus the different teams that he could possibly play the country. A function of uh, the fact that he's uh, retained uh, the the vast majority of the players who did duty last season. So he already knows what they can deliver. He knows what they need to do. They know what is expected of them from him. Uh, so it's a case of, I think, refinement, uh, uh, trying to polish up on areas that they, uh, him and his, his team uh, saw where players were lacking or where groups were lacking and where the entire team was lacking. And then after getting that gelling, going uh, going out to Mashingo, and they went to Mashingo, uh, which was good for them as a, a, a bonding exercise road trip, uh, played in Mashingo two games uh, first one 1-2-1 one, one, the next one 1-2-0 one, so I think for him things are headed in the right direction however we'll only know whether it was right or wrong when the rubber hits the road and they actually play a competitive match because we could come back and say he was actually wrong not to play so many friendly matches and get uh, the tune-ups that he needed and of course in those four goals that were scored by the champions in the friendly matches versus Mashingo youngster Tandongwenya getting on the score sheet it would have been good of course uh, uh, to have one of the youngsters there and then uh, the two new players, uh, Jarison Selemani and Perfect Chiquendo also on the score sheet as was midfielder Juan Mutuza. so FC Platinum getting goals from midfield as well. If the story of FC Platinum is one of continuity and building on what they already have at Bulawayo Chiefs it's the direct opposite. Bulawayo Chiefs are rebuilding after losing the vast uh, majority of their players. In fact the core of their team, the team that did so well to win the competition the Chibuku Super Cup that won them the ticket to play in the Castle Challenge Cup are no longer there. They are now under the tutelage of new coach Lizwe Sue Sue. Uh, and of course, uh, they will be tasked against uh, FC Platinum to restoring a bit of pride. Barry says FC Platinum are runaway favourites. Let's hear if there's any confidence that's coming out of Lizwe Sue Sue, who speaks to the media uh, pre-match uh, before the Castle Challenge Cup. To me, it's not all about maybe me being with FC Platinum or Blauer Chiefs. It's all about uh, competing uh, in this competition. It's all about football. What is important is uh, going out there 
donning a Blower Chiefs jersey and uh, representing a Blower Chiefs and we try maybe to compete uh, uh, though we had some challenges maybe in coming up with the team since after what happened to Blower Chiefs but I think by now we are we are prepared to, to, to go and compete Z. Uh, that is uh, Lizwe Swe Swe. Remember him? Uh, he was assistant uh, to Norman Mapeza for uh, quite a long time uh, at FC Platinum. And uh, when Norman Mapeza left for South Africa, he finished off the season. And uh, FC Platinum were actually crowned champions under his watch. He then, of course, left FC Platinum, went into Division One football, and he's now back managing a side in the Premier League. He's heading back, Chris, to Mandava. And he'll be hoping, silently, to leave FC Platinum with a bloody nose. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this is a story of someone who, first of all, came up under Norman Mapeza and also established himself as a coach. So there's definitely that additional challenge of some coming up against your mentor somewhat, someone that you worked with. Um, but I think for him, this is someone who can be plucky, he can be brave in this match because I don't think there's any significant weight of expectation on Bulawa, your Chiefs, to be able to win this. It's a fun side. But when you take a look at the amount of changes in their coaching staff, the number of plays that they've lost, the financial dire straits that they were in towards the end of last season, it's a lot to contend with and to rebuild. And the first sort of official game of the season, you're coming up against an FC Platinum side that is completely solid, like we described. It's it's a tough one. And I... I hope Lizwe is brave about it and that he can have fun in this Castle Challenge Cup. Right, so let's take stock, Barry, of uh, the ins and outs at Bulawayo Chiefs. How much you time do you have? Who does he actually have mate, uh, mate. as far as playing staff is concerned? Hey, look, I mean, having lost uh, Arthur Musiwa, the uh, the Moyo twins, uh, Elvis and Kevin, who've joined Dynamos, he lost uh, Kelvin Matzongwe, who uh, joined under great pomp and ceremony. Uh, Lakin Lela, Ghanaian Wilson Mensa, who's joined Triangle. They've lost both goalkeepers, David Bizabani, as well as uh, uh, he's joined Greenfield, of course. And then, of course, Matriples Mulea, uh, who they love to tout on social media. He's joined uh, Triangle. Uh, Perfect Window, we've just said, has rejoined FC Platinum. So that list, that laundry list, is those players who left. However, I think they retained a good spine of players uh, as well because you look at Panache Shoko the likes of Thomas, Thomas Mzengerere Benya Hunzi uh, lots of experience he's still in their side Felix Moyo Melvin Ativa Gone Mandlenko Sigasela um, Tokosi Simsebe Good fantastic player, player. Uh, Billy Veremu is still there Melvin Kolo another fantastic yeah. player and then Aubrey Chilinda, Chilinda can get a goal pretty much out of nothing uh, so those players that are still there uh, still create I would have thought that they had nothing at Bulaya Chiefs. But Going they, through they, the list they, of what they retain, they got something. They do some, uh, some decent players. And, uh, of course, they've actually uh, brought in uh, a number of players, uh, not least of all our former Warriors midfielder, mm. Danny Piri. Deco, Deco yeah. He's mm. joined and uh, he'll be expected to uh, bring leadership and experience to this Bulaya Chiefs side. They've also brought in a, a striker, Stanson Kanye from Division mm. 1 side, Quality Foods, good, and Dalubu Lordlo, who had a previous stint with a relegated Bulaya City. And then they 
is William Steamer, who was released by FC Platinum after struggling to get game time uh, last time out uh, for Domin Mapeza's men. So uh, there is uh, a decent uh, workforce at Bulawayo Chiefs. Uh, the question is, can they cut it versus FC Platinum? It's the sternest of tests. Now, if you're listening to us, send us your predictions on our WhatsApp platform. Join the fan zone. We'll be reading your predictions. It is the Castle Challenge Cup at Mandava kickoff at 2 o'clock 0731-168-045 that's 0731-168-045 we're hoping that by 4 o'clock tomorrow who know the winners of the Challenge Cup but if need be I saw the tournament rules there will be extra time to decide the winners and then only after that will there be a penalty shootout it's FC Platinum taking on Bulawayo Chiefs from the front of the grid to the back of the net it's CFM Sport International Sports News Roundup where the world comes out to play Let's go to rugby in our international sports news. And it's the return of Six Nations after the buys last week. Of course, they always get uh, a bit of rest time in between matches. And England rugby coach Steve Bothwick has uh, called on Marcus Smith to give France the runaround, urging the fly half to play his attacking strengths at Twickenham uh, tomorrow in the Crunch Six Nations encounter. Bothwick has admitted he has trusted his gut instinct for the biggest selection call of his tenure so far in dropping captain Owen Farrell to the bench for the match. We play a France side who have been building year on year and currently deservedly sit number two in the world rankings. They pose a formidable challenge. The opportunity for us in that challenge is to test the development of our side and the foundations we've been trying to build over the last few weeks. As I highlighted in my team announcement, I continue to select a team specific to the game plan we want to play against the opposition we are playing that week. This week, Ellis Genge captains the England rugby team for the first time. Marcus Smith starts at 10. Owen Farrell will start the game on the bench. And when he comes onto the pitch to finish the game, he will captain the team. Chris, it's it's a big call by by Steve Bothwick Mm -hmm. uh, dropping Owen Farrell. He's not just a player, but he was also the captain. Uh, And so we've got to take a look at perhaps, you know, what is the thinking, the reasoning behind that? So potentially, I think when you take a look at Owen Farrell, just that week that you're talking about, this is the first time he's been left out of an England squad since 2015. So that just gives you, I think, the importance and the magnitude of Owen Farrell when it comes to this team. But I think from a tempo perspective, that's where um, Marcus Smith is being brought in. Mm. Also, when you're taking a look at what Bothwick says about, you know, he's not playing games. And after releasing Smith from the England squad last week, only to call on him to the number 10 jersey. And he insisted he paid no attention to the outside noise and the swirling around the fly half debate. But I think when you take a look at Owen Farrell's goal kicking... Yeah. Um, that's been that, that's spotty been of late. Of it, it's been big. And that's yeah. a strength. So if you're not playing exactly. to your strengths, 
it's it's definitely not going to work so i think that was part of the reasoning there and i think it, it's it's affected that decision making in terms of smith taking the reins um from owen farrell and owen farrell left out barry and he's not the only one mm. uh Borthwick, uh, sort of like really taking a look at his team and he's decided at least according to him that he's going to be selecting players on merit on merit yeah and uh, it looks like the uh, the england squad is now a meritocracy because you look at it, he's axed uh, stellar names that uh, yeah. if you read any england squad you would expect to find the names of ben youngs money to and of course owen farrell in that run on 15 you're not finding them there the great thing is that owen farrell is now we got freddie stewart <laughs> max mallins <laughs> mike said like that we're, like, we're gonna have to google some of these guys <laughs> we are so if i know what they look like um yeah but you got ben youngs and money to they've been axed altogether. So so uh, uh, I think it's it's Borthwick trying to uh, lay down the law and say that if you're not playing well, if you're not uh, going to play the way that I want you to play with tempo, with energy, with intensity, then you're not going to be selected in the squad. And, and you know, going back to what we were discussing with Chris Barry, it really does allow Marcus Smith, isn't it, to stake a claim yes. uh, ahead of the World Cup. The World Cup will be played in the uh, European autumn later on in the year, uh, months of September and October. And if you can perform in a game of this magnitude against a France side that is ranked on top of the world. Yep. Surely you're putting your hand up and saying, you know what, come the World Cup coach, I'm ready. You absolutely are. And uh, if he has a good game against France, because this is a formidable foe, let's 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 be fair on France because it's gonna be a tough game for England. If he can put his hand up, Marcus Smith, uh, then he's got a good chance of uh, retaining that number 10 jumper uh, long term. Because yes, while Borthwick says these changes have only been rung uh, with France in mind. Uh, there's no way when a player plays well, and especially if England wins, winning team Asian. Well, Chris, let's talk about France. And uh, France, mm. yes, they remain a threat, but there seems to have been something of a drop-off this mm-hmm. season in France. Yeah. They're not the same dominant side they were last time out. Yeah, they definitely haven't dominated when you're taking a look at physicality and the, the consistency with which they were dominating um, during last year's Six Nations. There's, you know, been periods where we can see France on the front foot, but I think they've been unable to hit consistency and sustainability when you take a look at the way that they've been playing at the start of the matches against Italy and Scotland they really managed to overwhelm their opponents they made it easy for um, Antoine Dupont at the base of the ruck in Ireland they were extremely competitive again against uh, Andy Farrell's men but the intensity decreased as the minutes wore on and I think when you're consistently in competition it, it doesn't really work well for France and of course that led to uh, I think they were at, on the cusp of actually being defeated uh, by yeah. Italy mm. and Scotland and yeah. the Scotland side that I think played uh, with 14 men uh, for 70 minutes, minutes in that yeah, game yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have sort of like dropped the intensity I don't know if it's a question of conditioning a question of fitness but that just don't seem to have the same level of physicality that they used to have uh, last time out now before I get your predictions for that big game your six nations weekend fixtures italy versus wales wales badly in need of a win but against an italy side that's punching well above its weight scotland take on ireland they're playing at murrayfield Ireland will fancy themselves as favourites but Scotland capable of beating anyone these days and then of course the big game and the big predictions are from Barry and Chris <laughs> winner and points margin 
Sure. Um, I think it's going to be an England win because I think that uh, England will, will will dominate at the breakdown. You talked about the physicality of France. I think that uh, also the goal kicking of Marcus Smith with those duties, also even just uh, playing the football <laughs> uh, in the game is going to uh, aid England a lot. And I reckon okay. that you sound it's like you're trying to convince by. yourself. So, I am. I am. That's, that's a lot of yeah, reason. That's a lot of reason. We just want your prediction. We just want a prediction and points. England by ten. England by ten. Yeah, two scores. Okay. Yeah. Chris, that's a strong one. I'm in the complete opposite direction um, France by 10 France not by 10 necessarily <laughs> I think France by about 7 I France think this France seven. side when you're taking a look at they haven't managed to hit consistency during the games and I think it's something that at this point in the competition they've picked up and it's something that they're going to sort out and I think coming up against this England side that's as the youthies in the streets would say teens mm. draggy mm. then <laughs> I, I would go with the France win by 7 uh, I, I think playing a Twickenham for me uh, might just be uh, the reason why England might have a chance. Uh, if it was in France, I think I would be backing France uh, to get the business done. But I just have a, a sneaky suspicion that England might just crawl over the line. So I'm going to go England by five. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go England One by score. five in this mm. game. Right. Uh, Super Rugby Pacific update. Action got underway this morning as the Chiefs made it three wins from three with a 28-7 to bonus point win over the Highlanders in Hamilton. In Melbourne, the Rebels scored five tries to three en route to a 34-27 to victory over the New South Wales Waratahs. The rest of your weekend fixtures, the Fijian Drua take on the Canterbury Crusaders, the Wellington Hurricanes versus the Auckland Blues, the ACT Brumbies take on the Queensland Reds, and of course, uh, the Western Force will take on Moana Pacifica. Hi, I'm JC Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. Let's get started in Ahmedabad where opener Usman Kawaja hit a masterful 180 and Cameron Green struck a maiden century before Australia were bowled out for 480 by India on day two of the fourth test. Head over to Florida, Chad Ramey upstaged the PJ Tour's best names to claim a shock lead after the opening round of the players where Rory McIlroy endured a nightmare start in his bid to return to world number one. In California, defending Indian Wells champion Taylor Fritz says that the absence of world number one Novak Djokovic from the field will not diminish the achievement of the eventual winner of the tournament. And will touch down in Arizona where Phoenix Suns star Kevin Durant is expected to miss two or three games, two or three weeks because of a left ankle injury. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Alright, uh, 0731 on all socials. Follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. DC Mutasa, Ndiko Watukutangila, Joshua Sakupanya. FC Platinum will win 3 0. So it's not even close. He's got FC Platinum running away with this one. Uh, will the likes of Danny Dekopiri make a, a difference? And obviously, players like William Steamer who feel like he's got something to prove to Nobel Mapeza that, hey, you shouldn't have let me go. They will. They're, they're experienced. They know how. They know what uh, to expect from FC Platinum. So yeah, we can't discount that whatsoever. The question is will it be enough over a 90 minute period? I, I suspect not. Uh, talk about DC mission to end up Bond mission. Teacher B, FC Platinum will run away with this one. They are invincible at Mandava. Ooh. And they're almost invincible everywhere they play. <laughs> Literally. A very difficult side to be. They're against. invincible across the country. Um, I think FC Platinum has managed to also get a 
I think especially after last season when it looked like, ah, finally, FC Platinum's not going to be able to do it. Mm. They plucked it out of somewhere. They managed to win the season yet again. There's there's very little to stop this side at present. Uh, top for my name is Sekiwa Morewa. And the uh, Pan 44, he doesn't agree with you guys. Uh, Mudimbare though, okay. uh, so I understand. He says it'll be a shocking result. 3-2 in favour of Bulawayo Chiefs. Uh, someone else I wanted to talk uh, local football is Anne Chucks in Glenview. Say Shisham uh, con- uh, contracted uh, or contracted. I don't, I don't understand that word. You know, you're very chilly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Greenfield oiled and lit by ZPC and Kariba powered. Holy like the word of Yada, which is like a thousand dynamos and palatable like a chicken in a uh, box. It's power football, Simba Bora, enriched by diamonds from Zishavane and Shiny like a diamond from uh, Manika, fiery like random bullets, resilient like the black rhino, uh, flying high like Amatengwane, uh, the Highlanders. All this studied by heritage students and approved uh, by Bulawayo chiefs, while men and women with caps remain united. Uh, what a lovely triangle! Oh, what a season! Yes, yes, Obviously, uh, let you guys deal with the copyright and everything, but I think that's fantastic. That's a fantastic Absolutely. Lenin Mudawapi, where Dimbari, let's play Mapeza football, then our league will be stronger. I mean, the passing game, not Boramberi. Those coaches are qualified. Ngavaita, WhatsApp group, Chirukuda, entertaining modern football. Did he just tell them to go to WhatsApp? We've criticized players long enough. Yes, we have. The players are not playing well, the players are not talented enough. They're not as good as your Peter and Lovus, your Alois Bunjiras, your Memory Munchiraos. Yes, we get that. Yeah, yeah. But the coaches also. That's a debate we're not having. And, and are our coaches good enough in the dugout? Yes, uh, that's that's I would say sixty, maybe seventy percent of the challenge. There is another forty, uh, thirty to forty percent that is the administrators, because in truth you have to be in sync. Uh, administrators sometimes put so much pressure on the coaches that the coaches don't want the players to try and express themselves because we might lose. So let's not lose. Then I I keep my job. So I think it has to be everyone uh, pulling in the same direction. Anzi, that message by Anichaksa from GV, that message is Peter Drury stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this message. Yeah, brilliant. 100%. These are the guys we should be getting, 100%. you know, they should be give, g- getting given a chance, you know, for commentary, getting yes. given a chance for analysis. Yes. Uh, even, and on radio stations. Even on writing as well. I think when That's you're taking it. a look at just the, the quality of the messages that we get, it's surprising to me that a person like that doesn't have, you know, a, a weekly column somewhere or mm. just a blurb that they do. Do 
Yeah, yeah, maybe they should just start uh, on on you know so many of these sort of like uh, blogging sites. Yeah, yeah. just start yeah. something yeah. and then start yeah. pushing it. Yeah. Uh, I might have something media. for them soon. There we go. There, there we go, go, Chris. Yeah. There, there we go, go Chris. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get your number and it chucks mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we can work 100%. something out for you. Hi team, it's uh, Bartoni. I think Pure Platinum will win this cup. My scoreline is two 0 in favor of uh, Mapeza's men. And he goes, Mikey. My son says hello. Well, hello to you. <laughs> What's up? And uh, he he sends his messages uh, quite regularly, actually, on the show. Promise from Bulawayo. Nice to know that you tuned in. Kontutu, uh, you've got Platinum winning 2-1 versus Bulawayo Chiefs. Uh, William Steamer previously worked with Lisa Suesue at Cholocho Football Club yes. from the Division ah, Two days right true, up yeah. to the Premier Soccer League. So he's a player that uh, Lisa Suesue obviously trusts. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. I think that trust factor is very important, and I think it also, as a coach, will give you a bit of uh, confidence in terms of this playing staff who are familiar with you and who have been with you for a pretty long time if it's from Division 1. And uh, as we wrap it up here, I see Abulawi Chiefs win. Mr. Lizwe just has to remember what Norman Mapeza wants in a player and drill his players to counter that. I foresee a good tactical game. Asambe Makosi, that is Ganzani Belson. And maybe we can squeeze in one more message here or two more messages. Gennaro Glenaro says, Hi guys, after being hit for seven, it was a great feeling to bounce back like that. But Anthony must learn to pass. We'll be talking about United in a minute. And a message from Budiriro. Hi guys, Bulawi Chiefs, Chaita Surprise is going to win by 2 1. Thanks guys. Sports update Liverpool, Yaka Gona Groa, Manchester United, Sakaita Kuti, Isavara Igwe, Yanga Yanya Nyakuina. I am Youngson Ngove, Women U Kubudiriro. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Okay, we start with our Europa League wrap. Now, Manchester United, Eric Ten Hag says he is delighted by his players' show of character and quality against Real Betis as the Red Devils bounce back from their seven-goal shellacking at Liverpool with a 4-1 Europa. Did you say shellacking? Yeah, shellacking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they meted out their own version of a shellacking to Real Betis. And it was good to see Old Trafford in full voice, my uh, uh, Chris, uh, in the sense that it seems like the fans... Despite the seven nil, still believe. Definitely, and and that's an interesting thing when you talk about how fickle Manchester United fans can be. It can be, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it was an important win, and also to get this win against a Real Betis side. When we're taking a look at their form, this is an informed side, yeah. and their performances in La Liga have been really, really great. So coming, it wasn't an easy side to come up against. They did, and they managed to win emphatically, which I think is an important confidence boost, and also just to get the team rallying around something again. I think is very important when you're taking a look at resilience and finishing out the season. Now, is this tie over, Michael? Yeah, I think it's over. It'll be very difficult for uh, Real Betis uh, to uh, claw their way back. But uh, all it takes is a goal. You yeah. know, uh, they'll yeah. be playing at home and mm. we know the atmosphere. Chris, you've been uh, oh, at that my stadium. Goodness. So the mm, atmosphere the and the support yeah. uh, is not going to be something that they lack. Yeah. So they will certainly turn that uh, uh, Colosseum uh, into uh, a very intimidating place to be. But I feel they'll 
need to score first and they'll need to score early uh, against the United side which we had said previously uh, does not concede a lot of goals yeah. but uh, Liverpool showed that you know what you can rattle them mm. if you're quick if you're direct you can get behind this Man United side and you can score goals so Real Betis whilst of course I give them like a 10% chance uh, they'll be thinking to themselves you know what we got something to fight for but I always think that Man United in the sort of like goal scoring form that they are in will score away yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the thing yeah. they will score Real Betis will concede and so ultimately I think this tie is now done it's all over bar the shouting yeah I think so too and uh, Ten Hag playing the right people in their right positions Fair uh, course uh, down the middle Rashford off the side Fernandez behind and so it worked out for them alright give you uh, some key results out of the Europa last 16 uh, ties last night Sporting Lisbon and Arsenal playing out a two-all draw very generous German referee in that yeah, one I, I thought Arsenal were lucky with the, with the referee in the match officiating in that game uh, he he seemed to the referee's approach he seemed to have a big brother small brother uh, approach to his referee yeah. where he, he seemed to acknowledge Arsenal as the bigger team yeah. uh, and so they had a, a couple of lucky calls that, that went their way I mean the first goals they, they, they scored Saliba mm. uh, yes clean header but right behind him you've got a guy who's been wrestled to the ground uh, mm. two hands around his waist and yeah. dragged to the ground so what is a foul and not a foul anymore it doesn't matter that he's not going to get the ball mm. the fact is it's happening in the box it's happening behind him and he's been hauled down so we need clarity they'll, when it comes to decisions like yeah, that you know what they'll rip, whip out for you yeah. they'll whip out their get out of jail card a clear and obvious error that is clear and obvious yeah clear and obvious to you so, so two, two players <laughs> going shoulder to shoulder yeah. you can debate around it did one lean into the other did one budge the other one yeah. over or was it a shoulder to shoulder when a guy wraps his hands around, around the waist, yeah. of, uh, the another waist of another player yes. WWE style yes that's a foul yeah. that is a clear and obvious error WWE or in bed but very good game very entertaining game or very four goals <laughs> uh, and I think Sporting Lisbon will go to London at least still in the hunt 100% very entertaining game that one Juventus 1-0 winners over Freiburg and then of course uh, we told you the Manchester United result let's go to England we want to talk can about can I just say something yeah, you know sure. people have been talking about oh you know what we could see Arsenal we could see Man United uh, and all English Premier League uh, thing. but I'm just taking a look at the other results there Sevilla 2-0 over Fenerbahce yep. Sevilla have got a franchise on, on the, the Europa, Europa League. League. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They own yeah. People have got to be wary of Sevilla they when it comes yeah. to the Europa yeah. League. They love this competition and more often than not, they win it. And, and as Antrecht Frankfurt was to uh, the uh, Europa League last time out, Bayer Leverkusen is that this coming year. So it's, it's, it's all to play for. All the rivalry. There goes Haaland, he's on his way again, he's hungry, he's scored, he always does, he always will, nothing more sir. And all the game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford, he can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport.
So Manchester City can strike an early blow against Arsenal in the Premier League title race when they face uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, the Gunners are not in action until later in the weekend and may only have a two-point lead if City extend their unbeaten run to eight games with a win in South London. Let's get the pre-match thoughts of Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola. Well, uh, I've not been with, uh, with him to know exactly in the locker room with him, but uh, with experience as a football player. Uh, apart of that, uh, he was in France, already have a, a big experience, and uh, with Crystal Palace, have done a, a really good job. Premier League, every game always difficult at home as well, but uh, who's part always have been. Yeah, definitely. Crystal Palace always in the previous season, especially at home. We struggle a lot to get results. Uh, Pep Guardiola there as always uh, listen he's uh, uh, paying deference due deference but he he is a man who has a neurosis about preparing for teams and yep. in truth Crystal Palace have got a mountain to climb definitely and Manchester City in this part of the season we know them for getting into that really great patch mm. of form and I think these are the teams that they like to do the the six goals past mm. so it's 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 definitely still tricky when you take a look at how Crystal Palace has been performing but I think for Manchester City this is um, a banker yeah and, and for me Pep will be encouraged by Phil Foden mm. uh, and his return to form, form we know yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, in the first half of the season uh, he has been absolutely woeful uh, and he spent long periods uh, as a bit part player uh, coming off the bench because Pep couldn't trust him to come up with a big performance but what we have seen over the last month is him getting a couple of starts him scoring goals good goals important goals it looks like he's getting his confidence back and he's one of those players just like Bernardo Silva with the ability to uh, take on a man subtract a man get behind the midfield get behind the defenders and create opportunities which he sometimes takes or he lays on for others so as long as Phil Foden is playing well they just now need KDB Kevin De Bruyne to sort of like get back to just just a mere resemblance yeah. of his old form, his old form and yeah. I think uh, City are going to get on that that run of uh, games that Chris was talking about yeah. because this is about their time. Yeah. yeah. You know, they always stitch this together it, some yeah. big performances. Around, and I don't yeah. think Crystal Palace have it in the attack to stop them. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that uh, they will have that. And uh, Phil Foden, of course, uh, with that deceptive pace of his, he's actually quite quick. Uh, and that's going to be a tough test for the Crystal Palace defense. Uh, Bournemouth a take on Liverpool. They host mm. Liverpool. Jordan Zemura uh, will have a huge task on his hands. He's on the side with Mo Salah. Uh, so good luck to the young man. <laughs> in this game I say that tongue in cheek Everton take on Brentford Leeds versus Brighton Leicester City versus Chelsea Tottenham will be entertaining Nottingham Forest at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium while Fulham take on Arsenal in London Derby at Craven Cottage small surface can Arsenal get their, get their pass the game on entertaining game Very. Uh, I, I love the way Fulham have approached uh, their games mm. you know promoted side and they really set a marker that opening game where they played against Liverpool yep. uh, and we all thought ah no Ivavud the opening week you know promoted side nope. but they've maintained yeah, that they're positive they're swashbuckling approach so I think Arsenal will have too much for Fulham yep. but it's going to be an open game and that should make it exciting and Arsenal should be happy should be, that uh, they're <laughs> up against a side that's going to play open expansive football because it's easier then it becomes a footballing contest yes yeah. rather than, than just the 
immovable for, uh, immovable object versus the, the irresistible force. Uh, and and Mike, when he said that Arsenal should be happy, was pointing at Sean. Yeah, they, they <laughs> I don't should know be why. Happy. <laughs> You're it's right. harder to play to come up against these sides that are, that are defensive. Yeah, yeah. and then you it's have tough. to break them down, and then they are looking to catch you on the break, yeah. and they they are preying on mistakes like Everton. Yeah. The way Everton sets up under uh, Daesh, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. That's, yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to pounce on a mistake. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to frustrate you. Uh, they're trying to hit you on the counter. You mm. know, it's a lot harder to break teams down like that. But when teams open up in their spaces in midfield, yeah, and they and want so to play. play. Yeah, they want to it play. Makes it makes a, a footballing yeah. contest. Yeah, uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford entertain uh, relegation threatened Southampton. So that's a nice uh, uh, comeback from the Europa League. West Ham will take on Aston Villa while Newcastle entertain Wolves. Crystal Palace versus Manchester City is the game we were talking about earlier. Let's go to Italy very quickly. Now Serie A's a runaway leaders Napoli will face another tough test at home against Atalanta as Luciano Spalletti's side aim to prove that last week's 1-0 loss against Lazio which ended their eight-match winning run was just a blip. While Napoli are still 15 points ahead of second place Inter Milan, another loss could reignite their rivals' fading hopes of catching up with 13 rounds left in the season. But Spalletti has said his team remained focused. In truth, they have remained focused and I suspect that it was a blip. However, a loss in this game will cause doubts to creep into their uh, 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 psyche, but also it'll give a boost of confidence to the chasing pack. Definitely, and you want to maintain that points haul. I think it's daunting enough at the moment. 15 mm. points is a good enough points haul. And maintaining that, I think like you're saying, the reduction of the points haul for other teams means this is still possible. We're still in with a chance because they're slipping up. But I think maintaining that is going to really critical they've managed to keep and grow this points hole but i think it's time to maintain it and ensure that they ensure that they steady pacing to that trophy atalanta of course a very formidable foe uh, for napoli Serie A weekend fixture spezia will entertain inter milan bologna versus lazio roma versus sassuolo juventus take on sampdoria and as we said earlier uh, the pick of the fixtures is napoli who take on atalanta on sunday Evening On to Germany, the 100th Bundesliga meeting between Borussia Dortmund and regional rivals Schalke and Thea uh, takes uh, centre stage tomorrow night, continuing a conflict dating back conflict, <laughs> dating back to 1925. The latest Riviera derby uh, uh, pits together a home side scrapping for survival with visitors who have ambitions of beating Bayern Munich to the title. Borussia Dortmund will go into this Cockahoop, lots of confidence. They were knocked out of the uh, um, out of the Champions League uh, this past week. However, you got to think domestically. They should be able to bounce back in the start. They, they should be able to bounce back on paper. Uh, I think they're the far stronger team. But uh, Schalke in this fixture has been known to give uh, Dortmund a bloody nose. Mm. So Dortmund will not take Schalke uh, for granted. Down, they'll yeah. know that they'll have to play their best game uh, to beat uh, Schalke because they, there's always, of course, the euphoria. There's always the the, 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 the aspect of pressure uh, that comes from the fans who expect you to win, fans that are expect you to do so well and that pressure is also on Schalke who are fighting for survival so they've got something to fight for, yeah. they're not just coming into this game in mid-table uh, hoping just, just to, to play for yeah. pride yeah. no, 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 they're actually p- playing for a cause which is they need the three points to survive and Dortmund need the three points to keep pace with uh, Bayern Munich at the top of the table remember we talked about the Bundesliga title possibly being decided uh, in the clash between Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund yeah. But that can only happen 
if Dortmund maintains pace yeah. with Bayern Munich and they head into that fixture level on points. Bayern Munich themselves take on Augsburg while RB Leipzig take on Borussia Mönchengladbach. Wolfsburg will entertain Union Berlin. We were having a good season in Schalke uh, versus Borussia Dortmund, of course, in that Riviera derby uh, is a part of, is a pick of the action in Germany. The selected uh, La Liga uh, action that we can talk to you about is Real Madrid entertaining Espanyol at the Santiago Bernabeu. Uh, Real Madrid very patchy in form this past uh, season and they're letting Barcelona get away. They can't afford to, to lose this one. They can't, but I think th- that patchy form is turning into just straight bad form for Real Madrid. I think they're having trouble knitting it together, but I think Espanyol is a good enough challenge for them to come up against and actually get one over this time. And aside from Bas- the city of Barcelona is hardly what they would want. Villarreal entertain Real Betis while the Athletic Club uh, takes on uh, Football Club Barcelona. This is the game for Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, if, if they can win versus Espanyol uh, and if Athletic Club uh, can do the business versus Barca. Uh, St. Mamis is not an easy place not to go at to. All. Uh, and so they'll be hoping that Bar- uh, Athletic Club do them a favour. Yeah. Uh, and they just managed to reduce that gap because I think next week is El Clasico. Mm. Uh, and so they could actually have sort of like a six-point swing mm. uh, in a matter of just 10 or so days. So they're looking at that game versus Athletic Club as being the game that possibly gets them back in the title fight. So after Real Madrid take on Espanyol, uh, they'll be temporarily Basque <laughs> yeah, supporting the Athletic <laughs> <laughs> Cav Champions League weekend fixtures Group A Petro di Luanda of Angola takes on Guida Casablanca they of course of Morocco Cab- JS Kabili of uh, Algeria take on AS Vito Club of DRC while Group B action is Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa hosting Al Ahli of Egypt the last time in Egypt it ended in a draw can Mamelodi Sundowns go one step further and collect all three points we'll see this next weekend we'll be back on Monday to talk about this and so much more so don't miss that show back at five after six on monday may god richly bless you that's my story and i'm sticking to it manandi out Lionel messi has conquered his final peak Lionel messi has shaken hands with paradise the biggest sports stories max verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the japanese Grand Prix. the biggest interviews these are happy tears i guess Right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.